Welcome to the Rock Pile Talk Pile. This is the official podcast of the Colorado Rockies subreddit. I'm Zach. Uh, username Zach17. We got a bunch of Jays on the show today. What's up, Jays? What's up, John J. Foster15? Hey, Jack. You uh, slash underbubble. Hey, it's Jake. Um, username Rockies with two E's. You know, those two E's are the same amount of runs the Rockies scored in the entire You had to do it like that. Damn, Damn, Gabe, on point. (laughs) Oh, God. That was not planned either. I was going to just not say anything and just have this whole, like, pause of just, like, you know, where everybody's just waiting. For the Rockies to do anything. Anything. I thought that was a moratorium. Just going to... A little moment, moment of, of silence. silence for the Rockies' offense. Oh, the first—that wasn't a moment of silence. That was that was a sarcastic. You guys suck at baseball. Silence. <laughs> we can have a moment of silence for the for the season if you want. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's just deal for Oh, we're gonna do a moment of silence because Jack doesn't like it. Then moment of silence for the 2018 Colorado Rockies season. We're going to have to do it again because uh, John didn't remove his hat, so... You didn't even know I'm wearing a hat. I know you're wearing a hat. I can see it on your yeah. on your head. My dog's blocking it. Oh, okay. Well, if your dog's there, you're fine. Why don't we talk about um, how the uh, 2018 Colorado Rockies season went. And let's just, let's just give everybody a month and take a sentence. So, John, uh, tell me about April. Um, it's rainy usually in April. Um, sometimes it snows. Um, usually that's the start of spring, but you never really know in Colorado. God. (laughs) (laughs) So it was supposed to be the start of spring for the Colorado Rockies, and then... Uh, it was an interesting month. Uh, low scoring, not a lot of runs scored, which sounds eerily familiar to a different month. Yeah. Yeah, there's that one really defining game in April when uh we were down in Miami and uh Antonio Senzatella pitched like five shutout innings and scored the, was only, the only run. run? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is peak twenty seventeen Bud Black era Rockies right here. Those are like the stats you don't want to be included in. Was that the was the Marquez hit against the Dodgers this year or last year? It all runs together, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's felt like because you know one big long season. Because Mark, so we'll skip all the other months and we'll just talk about the fact that uh, the twenty seventeen Colorado Rockies were not a good offensive team, mm-hmm. and the twenty eighteen Colorado Rockies were not a good offensive team. I did like the real quick analytics of it are the twenty eighteen Rockies had the most strikeouts of any Rockies season ever with the lowest batting average at like two fifty six. And the second most strikeouts was 2017. Strikeouts are in vogue now. It's okay. Oh, you love strikeouts. I don't care about strikeouts on offense. You're grinning when you say that. <laughs> it was like Jack and I had that conversation last episode where we talked about how disgusting pitches are. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't These care. Days. Because pitchers are dope. Is that why the 2018 National League Divisional Series had like three terrible... 
offenses go into it. Exactly. Yeah, for yeah, a moment, cool. it's like all three teams that were about to get swept were having historically bad offensive series. Mm-hmm. And then the Braves had see to the- decide and humiliate us. <laughs> like, I thought I thought we were going to be in the, like, cool club with the Braves where you just get absolutely owned by your opponent. But mm-hmm. then the Braves were all like, uh, just kidding, we're going to win a game if you don't mind and score more Grand than two slams. runs in a game. Yeah, the Acuna That's Grand Slam. That's an interesting cool club. Braves, Braves are making it fun. And anytime a team beats the Dodgers, you know, little little cracks in my heart start to fill. So I'm a big Braves fan. I don't think it's any uh, coincidence that their best player is like 20 years old. and He's uh, better than Freeman? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah. And... Uh, if he was a Rocky, he would still be in AAA. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, the Rockies oh, can't evaluate ouch. offensive talent. Oh, burn. Man, I really hate that. And there is another, I saw this tweet today, I'm kind of along the same lines, where someone said, uh, they brought up four names. It was like Chris Taylor, Max Muncy, Justin Turner. You know, the Dodgers gave all these guys chances. It's like, would any of them have gotten the playing time in order to kind of have that development? You really got to think to yourself. It's like, honestly, probably not. But also, like, they, they earned that spot because they were given the playing time. It's not mm. like they were gifted an opportunity. Gotta love earning your spot. Mm. Uh, did you guys see that CJ Nowitzki tweet? Um, I know Dirk Nowitzki. I don't know if CJ Nowitzki. Nitkowski, CJ Nitkowski, um, which aged very poorly. It was the worst team batting average in a division series since 1995. Um, out of uh, 192 teams, the worst before today's game was Cleveland in 2018. And then the second, at 100 batting average, and then it was Cincinnati in 2000 at 124, the 1998 Rangers at 141, and then the 2018 Atlanta team at 144 and the Rockies at 146, but then Cleveland and Atlanta both decided to actually play a little bit of baseball. Not cool, so, man. So now I think we're the third worst offensive showing And it was just awful at bats. I mean, I'm just visualizing Arenado swinging through a pitch that he would normally not swing at. You could tell that he was feeling the pressure. He wanted to be the guy. But mm. it just did not happen. Yeah. Him and Trevor Story looked oh my absolutely gosh. lost out there. Honestly, I, I really feel like Trevor Story was the biggest letdown of the series. Mm. That I mean, pitch he swung pitch at in the dirt, I mean, like two or three times. Unbelievable. Was there, was there a single pitch that Trevor didn't swing at? <laughs> That's yes. Like... <laughs> the ones he wasn't at bat for. <laughs> He probably swung from the bench. <laughs> just, just picking practice swings. Um, so um, there was a, there was like this Dan Samborski uh, chat today about about the Rockies too, and again how terrible we were, and how we hashtag should probably for GM. hashtag Dan Samborski or at Dan Samborski. That's my bad. He was talking about targets like NCRG and Pollock that we're going to talk about later. But um, I think what the season still comes down to is that you had like 
two or three-ish players. And Zimborski was saying we need to realign with um, better secondary players. And there was this tweet that went out that showed the war um, of the Rockies. Um, and while a lot of them didn't actually get a lot of time, you got like Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman and like every single other person had bad offensive and defensive value. I mean, Chuck didn't have a great year either, but he was still, still I think he was offensively powerful. Yeah. Well, and I think after game one or game two of this series, um, Bud kind of hinted that Charlie was dealing with some sort of injury. So we all kind of figured that just watching him run, he didn't look like he was athletic in any way, shape or form. And Bud kind of hinted that he was dealing with an injury. So, yeah. And Legit. I think Nolan was too, but I don't think that ex- I don't think that's an excuse for how poorly he played this series. And then like Trevor Story had that injury, but then he came back from it. So I can't really, I don't really think that's. And he was mashing right away when he came back in the regular season. Yeah, mm, yeah. I I don't think his injury affected him. It might have affected him on defense with some of those throws, but. It wasn't affecting him at the plate. And what kills me right. is he he demolished the Brewers in the regular season. I think oh. it was seven home runs, 18 RBIs. I was expecting They kept showing something. it on the screen. They kept showing it on the screen. When, like, um, what was that mis- other mistake they made? There was the one time they were showing Cargo's at bat on the screen in the playoff game. Oh, and they spelled Mark Mike Mistakis. Go- it was Mike Mistakis. Yeah, his name, his name was Mistakes. Just that was pretty funny. So perfect. I mean, you had seven months, man. We made mistakes in pitching to him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he kind of like owned us in that series because we let him. Yes. So, I mean, we already talked about story being a letdown, but I mean, he can't do the everything himself. And Nada was trying to do everything himself, and that was a letdown. Blackman is playing hurt. Um, Otto, it. It's, I mean, there were, there was a loss basically on him, but it's really hard to be that mad at him. I mean, you know, I think the only thing that upset me was that he kept throwing fastball. Mm-hmm. When your best pitch is a slider, it, if you're going to lose, lose it throwing your best pitch. Don't well, we lost that it. game because Yelich got on first, right? Yeah. Yeah, anytime Yelich got on first, he was on second base right afterwards. So, so what I would have loved is if we had, like, you know, one more lefty specialist who, like, you could just say, like, why don't we have a lefty pitch? I mean, Yelich has the same splits, actually, both ways, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, Yelich crushed Yeah, he was Yelich is, it, he's from unbeatable. either side. Yeah. So on a note about Nato, or on Otto real quick, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, on a note about Otto real quick, he threw 77 in, in two-thirds innings this year. He hadn't thrown that many since 2013. It's possible he was just out of gas. I mean... I yep. agree with that. So his ERA in the final 18 games he pitched in was 5.5, and that's including the three postseason outings. So clearly that's a guy who ran out of gas because start of the season he was unhittable. Yeah. He had like one or two of those, like, that the change. I'm sorry, that's the slider. But it just wasn't wasn't there. And then... I mean, I know Oberg literally dropped the ball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
He was not engaged on the rubber. I don't. That was bull. Uh, it was garbage. No. There was it's no intent enough, to deceive the runner. Like, I get it's, that the rule is like whatever, but like the rules in place to make sure that you can't mess with the runner. Like, I don't know how dropping the ball accidentally is an intent to deceive the runner on whatever. Right. There's no deception involved there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but if you let go of the pitch during your um, pitch, during if you let go of the ball during your pitch and it falls to your side and the runner is advancing, you just pick it up and throw it. You, yeah, that seems like that would be a lot more difficult to execute than it is to say that. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure there's a Japanese pitcher who threw a pitch behind his back, so anything's possible. God. You know what? That sounds about right. Yeah, I was going to say, the MVP M- man is crazy. <laughs> um... Okay, so, I mean, Otto and Oberg may have run out of gas, but at the same time, uh, the Rockies did not score any runs. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think a byproduct of them running out of gas is that we couldn't score any runs in the regular season, so we had to use our plus-side guys a lot more than other teams. And in weird situations. We didn't have that many plus-side guys. Plus side guys. We don't have that many plus-size guys either. I said yeah, the we same thing last pod. <laughs> no, <you didn't. laughs> About how, like, what, Ionetta is, like, the largest guy or something? No, I said plus-size, like, twice. Pretty bad. <laughs> you guys are never going to get over plus-size. No. <laughs> so easy to say. Rockpile Talkpile, DXL's favorite podcast. Mm. So, yeah. That's right. I think, if you're listening, I think a, we would like a sponsorship. <laughs> I think a byproduct of them being so worn out is our piss poor offense mm-hmm. yeah and what happened to wade davis yesterday <laughs> oh what my god wade davis yesterday he like, checked out yeah he maybe he, like ate the wrong thing before the game it's like or like he put his like he put like the milk in the bowl before the cereal or something like well this whole day is screwed yeah, well, it was weird because, <laughs> like... He didn't make the roster. Wade had an excellent <laughs> September. Like, yeah. he had an ERA of, like, 0.79, and he had, like, 15 appearances or a ridiculous amount or something like that. And he hadn't given up a run since, like, September something, like, the 4th or something. It was just, like, Wade was nails. And so, I don't know, throwing him out there... May, I, know, I, I know he just, like, kind of sucks in non-save situations... Like, there was that one time versus the Astros where he came out um, for the 10th and gave up, like, six runs. So when you put him in weird situations, like, weird things happen. I don't know, but that was really bizarre. Like, he gave up a bomb to literally Orlando Arcia. Like, has, like, Orlando two Arcia. Or, no, Orlando quotes Orlando Arcia. Arcia. Didn't, what was he saying yesterday? Arcea? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how he messed they that up. They pronounced it three different ways. Truly amazing. You know what the real reason that we lost this series is because of Ottavino. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I I will I will blame it on whoever I can. AJ Pierzynski, easy man to hate. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, this series was a win for the Cubs. <laughs> How far will that meme go? <laughs> I know. I'm gonna keep doing it. Um. <laughs> So before the last game, there was the whole Fangraphs, a uh, few quick thoughts about the Rockies' offense and how both in 2017 and 2018, the Rockies had the second and third lowest um, wins grade plus going into the playoffs. And 
we were just really, really bad. It's like a respectable number for lefties. I think we're like 13th in the league. I can't quite remember. But against righties, we're 29th. There's literally one team that's worse than us against right-handed pitching. And the weird thing is, like, we have lefty outfielders. We have many lefty outfielders. Yeah, we complained that we had too many left-handed outfielders. I remember April. Yes. (laughs) That great month with rain, sometimes snow. I remember April. And be sad. It's a jazz song. Anyway, um, so it's so this part of the podcast has mostly, mostly been like, you know, the players who played the game are the people who contributed the at-bats and the pitches and the defensive plays to make the truly awful series that we should never, ever talk about again. Um, but who put them there? And who put them in that order? And... Why were they there in the first place? And there are a lot of things that Bud Black did and maybe Jeff British did that we're going to talk about right after the break. Welcome back to the Rockpile Talk File, um, your favorite place to talk about the Rockies and what went right and what went wrong. And goodness there was this has been a tough uh tough day um we just got done talking about the players but who put them in those positions um we're just gonna go basically from the start of the 2018 postseason that that cubs game um jack or jake or john do you want to start with like the first inning of the cubs game we did good things in that inning mostly sometimes yeah that was probably our best inning in the playoffs. Right? Everything went downwards from the first inning. Yeah, we went reverse Rockies and actually, like, shut them out in the first inning. And we scored in the first inning. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, was, um, it was, like, the actual inning you're supposed to have where you make productive outs, you know? And yeah, the Nolan Arnauto. Although Arnauto had a terrible series, I think he was responsible for half of our postseason runs with sack flies. It's almost as if he's good at baseball. Almost if he's he's good really at good at baseball. Um, yeah, and please like, it was it was it was in a hard postseason, but Arnado just because he was a little bit bad, I wouldn't call for his head. No, I'm not putting any of this on Arenado. I mean, he didn't perform, but the whole team didn't perform. How can you mm-hmm. put it all on Arenado or Arenado? Excuse me. Yeah, and if you want, you made an error not over there. Yeah, and if you want to give me the uh, oh, I want to be on a winning team quote, shove it up your ass because I'm not listening to it. Ooh. Um. So let's talk about the uh, the Cubs game where we didn't get any offense. Um. Then we made Drew Butera um get three at bats. Remember that? Remember that guys? Remember Drew Butera's three at bats? Which could have gotten to Wilson Ramos because he was traded for the exact same amount that we traded for Drew Butera. Beef. And that's a, that's a, that's a British thing. But we kept Drew Butera in the game, I'm pretty sure, because Bud Black, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. He's not a better hitter. He doesn't have any spark. He did have that one home run, so. But, yeah. but the, that was in that in the blowout season. game. Right. I mean, he has an OPS plus of 51. Is that good? It's better than 50. <laughs> True. 
<laughs> so the other no problem I have with that is, so Ooh. there was, when Butera went in, I'm pretty sure that there was no double switch at that time. Um, no, he just got subbed out for Hayanetta. Which didn't make any sense. If you're going to have three catchers, double switch the hell out of them so you rearrange the lineup to be more optimal. So you're given three catchers. You mess that up. You also have Drew Butera is actually a, a part of that game for some stupid reason. And then um, I think what Pat Valeka got subbed in when the game was still like winnable or something. I mean, the game was winnable throughout the entire thing, and yes, Pavlika did receive that. Yeah, Hampson was left on the bench, I believe. Oh yeah, and you remember that other time where we had what was it, Chris Iannetta, who got on base, um, yeah. in the Cubs game, and we didn't pinch run um, Hampson. No, Drew Butera had a walk, and we had three catchers. And Drew Butera is not slow, but he's not fast. And Hampson was on the bench, and Drew Butera almost made it to second, and the call was reviewed and he was out. But if you would have literally done what any other manager would have done or coach done and put in your fastest guy when you're trying to score a run. A run. We, a run. A run. <laughs> so there's, there's that problem. There's the other problem of Ian Desmond um, getting playing time, which we'll revisit many times throughout the rest of these. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the, the bullpen was good that game. Yeah, the, the, whole- the pitching. Kyle Freeland, man. I, I can't say enough good things about Kyle Freeland. And I thought the bullpen management was pretty good. I don't think O faced a single batter. And, and this is to Bud Black's credit. Um, in the Cubs game. Yes, in the Cubs game. I... Yeah, I'm, I'm going back to that, but um, I don't think that Sungwon Oh faced a single batter where I was like, ooh, I don't know if we should be doing that. I think if he faced the left-hander, it was like, God, I don't I don't know. It, it definitely wasn't a Kyle forward type, though. Mm. Let's fast forward to the end of the Cubs game where um, David Dahl um, didn't take any good at-bats that game. And then Scott Oberg, I mean, if... If you do remember anything about the 2018 postseason game, it was that we took the Cubs, the extra innings, and Scott Obrick closed the goddamn door. He and that was struck true. out the side, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's two years in a row where he's been tremendous in the wild card game. Yeah. Which means we can't ever not be in a wild card game because then, you know. Well, oh. in the divisional series, he just box. <laughs> That was that was over as soon as like the it started by the third inning of the second game in Milwaukee. That was over. Why don't we talk about? Um, oh, and then Tony Walters was pretty great. Remember that game-winning run? It, game-winning it's hit so inning. hard not to root for the guy, but he just is not a good hitter overall. He really isn't. No, yeah. but at the same time, like Tony had a like markedly better postseason than Chris Iannetta. Chris Iannetta is now some along the lines of one for 24 in the postseason. Mm. In his entire postseason career, like... Jesus. Yeah, no, no he's... Um, he does not do well. I remember... Who was it who was pitching? Um, Joaquin Soria, Soraya um, threw a, like a, a hanging curveball right down the middle. 
and oh. I ended up swung through it and then snapped his bat. And I remember just thinking, Ugh. this is the Chris Ionetta, Jeff Breidich experience. We are we are we are facing the consequences. And that was a big moment too. I think yeah. there was one out, man on third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right, put the ball in play. I was reading through the the plays and. Um, in the Cubs game, there was uh, the ninth with a, a man on second. Ian Desmond struck out looking. Sure. Not, it was a hanging slider from uh, what's his face? Strope. Strope. Yeah, it wasn't even like a mm. like you know when Trevor struck out. I mean, you were mad, but like those were you put your dirty in. pitches. Like they were strikes until they were about twenty feet from home plate, and then they right. just slam into the ground. But like. The pitch that Ian Desmond struck out on was middle-middle, hanging slider, should have been put 450 feet onto Waveland Avenue. Like, that ball shouldn't have even been close to in play. And it wasn't. It was a strikeout. I feel like Desmond struck out looking more than usual just in the entire postseason. I don't have numbers to back it up, but he was just There was two on Sunday, I think. No, and it's not new. Like, his career slash line in the postseason is... 250, 270, 270. You shouldn't like even call it a slash line because he didn't even take a slash at the pitch. Like, he's not a guy you want in the lineup. Like, Ryan McMahon had a way better postseason just because there were two spots where he took walks. It's like mm-hmm. Ian Desmond had, like, a little squibbler up the middle and then the this big Baltimore chop that he ran out. Like, he never yeah. had, like, a ringing RBI double into the gap. It was literally, yeah. like... Babip gods shining down at him so that Rockies fans don't egg his house. He takes We're monster gonna... hacks too, at every pitch. Yeah, he's not he's not that guy, and he, that's how he gets like twenty four home runs. But he also is terrible. Um, let's just finish up the Cubs game with the other problems. Um, the tenth inning, um, you had Carlos Gonzalez on first with one out, and then you put Drew Butera in, and he flied out to second. Uh, he flied out to second base. Yeah, and yeah, then you if had there's Pat ever Valeca a moment for a bunt, that was a bunt. There was ever a moment to butt. That was the moment. Um, then you had the eleventh. Uh, Nato's on first. Story flied out. Parra walked, and there was Nato on first and second. Then Ian Desmond reached on a fielder's choice to third, and you had the bases loaded for Dahl, and he failed. And Ian Desmond was up with men on first and second, and he was fielder's choice. So, yeah. Um, and then you go to the 12th, where we gave Drew Butera another at-bat. And then in the 12th, you gave Ryan McMahon an at-bat. This is a full two innings after the Pat Vileka at-bat. Uh, and Ryan McMahon worked a walk, didn't he? Yes. Um, that Now we're in Milwaukee, I think. Um, no, 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 I'm pretty sure he walked in the Cubs game, too. No? He had one at-bat in the, in the Cubs game, and it was a fly-out, I oh. think. Oh. Not bad. You're good. Um, and then the Tony Walters thing and David Dahl struck out. I'm not sure how many times David Dahl struck out, but I'm going to look it up right now. He he did not look comfortable up there. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining about him swinging first pitch a lot, but I think it was just because he wasn't comfortable. So he just was swinging at the first thing that he thought looked good. I mean, we give a lot of 34-year-olds playing time on our team, but it's important to remember how young the, like, big guns are. David Dahl is 24. 23? 24. 24. Um, 24. Trevor Story is either 25 or 26. 
Nato is 26 or 27. I can't remember. I knew their ages at one point, so I'm shooting ballpark. Nato's 27. Is, yeah, the point is these yeah. guys are in their mid-early 20s with really their full first full you know, year of postseason experience. I mean, you know, not everyone is going to have that cool, calm, collected attitude that, you know, Hara had in those situations. Um, and I think it'll be, you know, better for us in the long term. Just looking at, like, I don't think, you know, when we make the postseason, if we make the postseason next year, um, you know, I don't think you're going to see Trevor Story strike out 400 million times. You know, there's a lot of you know, learning then. that's going on right now and a lot of stuff he's going to be able to, you know, think about and um, kind of challenge himself with over the offseason that I think is going to make him, David Dahl, all those guys, you know, better players. Why don't we talk about an optimized lineup in the in the third section? Because if we talk about the core and how we could be better, it'd be great. And I like what you're going with. Let's finish up these terrible series. Um, <laughs> Zach is bound and determined to make us sit through this entire thing. Entire. Do you remember thing. when we um, lost three games in a row in a postseason? <laughs> it was yes, bad, let's man. talk more about that. Let's dive bad, deep man. into that. <laughs> um, you basically have more David Dahl and Ian Desmond, and David Dahl struck out, and Ian Desmond was did, there. Did David Dahl go over the entire postseason? Yo, for eleven. Oh, oh man. You know, also was weird is um, Para actually was our hottest hitter going in, right? And he looked the best yeah. offensively. I mean, he didn't he hit any balls hard or anything. Yeah. He did Para things where he slaps the ball. He but that's what you need hard. sometimes. Yeah, he had the most hits out of any of them. And, uh, yeah, I think he was four for, four for nine, I think, in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And he was uh, one of the runs, or yeah, one of the runs in that almost ninth inning comeback in game one. Um, which at the time, I think the sentiment was like, you know, I don't care that we lost this. It looks good. You know, we got mm-hmm. momentum going into tomorrow. And mm-hmm. on Sunday, I was like, you buffoon, you idiot. You absolutely needed to win that one. Are you kidding me? Like, I thought that was going to be like some feel good emotional win that turns the thing around, but it turns out. That was the best that the Rockies would look all week. Well, the Rockies kind of did that all year, man. They would have games where they wouldn't score, and then in the ninth, they'd come back, they'd pull some rally, and that's what that first game looked like. That's why it was kind of encouraging, even though we lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a clear take from you know the second half Rockies. How many yes, ninth right. inning heroics did those guys have? It was unbelievable. Then we had 10 strikeouts the next game, but the Brewers also had 10 strikeouts the next game. And the Saturday game was just, I mean, sorry, the Friday game was just sad. Um, that's yeah. when Shem Hano gave up some earned runs. Did he deserve those? I mean, probably not, maybe. I don't know. It was, uh, he was given Yelich on base, and then Ryan Braun singled, and then Gave up a walk, and then Mustakas did another thing. Mustakas is left-handed, right? Yeah, yep. he's a Mustakas. Okay, oh, and Swung Hano is, is what, right-handed? Yeah, I forgot that they allowed him to pitch to Travis Shaw. That's a terrible idea. Mayor of Ding Dong City. Yeah. Oh, that was a Bud Black mishap there. Was just I, I think Russin, either Russin or Musgrave had not pitched yet, 
I remember we were only down two at that point. And I remember watching, you know, him pitch to Travis Shaw. And I was like, oh, like he's not even like pitching around him. Like he's mm. like in the strike zone. Yeah. Oh, God. Don't, don't do that. Uh, O's um, slugging against left-handers this year uh, was 535. Not what you want. But That's you shouldn't good. even have that. You shouldn't have 21 innings pitched against left-handers. You shouldn't have any data on what O does versus left-handers. Right, exactly. But we do because Bud Black made it that way. I mean, part of it was with he was with Toronto. So mm-hmm. he didn't pitch 21 innings for us. No. Okay, but what happened on, on Friday? No, I, I hear you. Okay. I hear you. Okay. Just saying. Don't attribute all 21. Not all 21, but but much of it. And Some then, of it was from a manager that got fired. Yeah, but that manager got fired. <laughs> and our manager, again, made all these stupid decisions. You know what else was, like, I have a weird, not a weird take, but maybe. Um, on Sunday, Carlos Gonzalez had two at-bats um, with the shift on where the third baseman was at shortstop. We had zero runs whatsoever. But did you want him to bunt there? Only because we had literally nothing else to do. We had literally nothing else going on. And he's done it before, and he chose not to. <sighs> Gotta smash the ball, man. Small ball sucks. Give me homers. Okay, you and your zero runs on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wade Miley, too. Like, he didn't oh, have electric stuff that would, like, strike you out in a bunt or something. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of agree with with Zach there, but at the same time, it's it's more important who was in the game. I don't think Cargo should have been starting versus Wade Miley. If Parr is your hottest hitter, he's got to be in the lineup. And maybe you should be in the outfield, too, rather than Matt Holiday. Well, he's facing a lefty. Holiday's yeah. going to start the game no matter what. Right. Now, I don't know why you... he played for so long. <laughs> or in first base. He was still he was batting the ninth, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he played for so long, but you've already there was got, all these. Good. Uh, I was just gonna say because you've already got Ian Desmond there, and you can't take his bat out of the lineup either. Because never, never. <laughs> um. So, essentially, I've just got I've got a big problem with Bud Black doing anything with the offense. Well. Uh, it was a Purple Dino podcast said uh, the one dude that works for Fox Sports said he talks with Mark Sweeney who used to play for the Padres back when Bud was a manager said Bud's a great guy with pitchers and has absolutely no idea what he's doing with the offense it's, and uh, I think we've seen that in two years that that's carried over it's like almost counterintuitive it's not just like dumb it's like you're playing like five dimensional chess against yourself and like they would never expect me to you know have Ian Desmond <laughs> in the lineup well I mean, and just pat Valeka just had no bit, had no business being on the field listen to this he had 10 at bats in high leverage situations this year 0 for 10 with three ground into double plays i mean he's, <laughs> he's just terrible jesus all right um so i guess that leaves us with the reasons that we have pat Valeka and drew butera Oh, are we moving on to our man Geoff Breidich? Geoff <laughs> M. Breidich. The... Yeah. So okay. I, I bet that, like, Jeff Breidich was actually born Geoff and then, like, changed his name when he 
Yeah, too. Because he, sure, he sure seems like a G-off. You know, for a man who played baseball in college as a position player, you would think maybe you'd recognize that Ian Desmond isn't very good before signing him to a five-year, $70 million contract. Did you guys talk about that? That quote of uh, British. I was just about to bring that up. I don't think I brought it. that up, but basically, we did not. Jeff, not <laughs> did only not. did he kind of like defend the Je- or the uh, Ian Desmond signing, he like almost like bragged about. It. He was like, it was a humble brag. Yeah. it was a one hundred percent humble brag attempt. He was like, now listen, guys. I, I don't know the quote by by him, but I can summarize. It. He was like, now guys, I know that when you're signing a veteran, you know, you don't always get these great players. You know, but in the and even more than that, do you even get all the clutch hits, the big homers, the big hits that Ian Desmond does? No, you don't. So basically saying, like, we got lucky with the Ian Desmond signing. Like, I want to be clear here. Jeff does not understand not only whether or not the Ian Desmond signing was bad, but he doesn't understand the gravity of how bad it was. Like, like he, he destroyed a generation. <laughs> it's it is honestly like not hyperbole to say that Ian Desmond on the roster is the difference between Nolan Arenado walking and not. And I don't mean that in the way of like, you know, you know, Nato doesn't want to play here because, you know, Ian Desmond is here, but his contract is money. Like it's like fourteen million dollars. Uh, in 2019 and in 2020, and then eight million in whatever 2021. I mean, the contract doesn't go that long, but like 14 million dollars a year, not is probably going to cost you anywhere from 25 to 30 a year. 30. Like, yes, yeah, it's going to depend on what this Harper Machado contract looks like. That's going to be the basis. Yeah, I mean, like Nolan hasn't really ever gone above like six WAR per year, and he doesn't really have that like, you know. MB, he's never put up a super MVP season. I know that's like an extreme hot take here because um, I'm amongst Rockies fans saying that to Rockies fans <laughs> last year. Go last like, year, he I was know, the MVP. Not, Off the pod. No. But like, he hasn't put up that year. eight war season like Jose Altuve did where you're like, yeah, that is the MVP. Or like John Carlos Stan where you're like, uh, yeah, that's the MVP. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I bet Why don't I, you? Probably going to get 30. Why don't you talk about um, – why don't we talk about the, the good things that Jeff Bridge was responsible for on the NLDS roster? All yeah. the pitching. Literally yeah. all the pitching. Was he responsible for, for Freeland? Was that his first? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's his development that's done the pitching. He was the farm director and then the GM. So he's – I mean, say it, what you want about his offensive stuff. It's terrible. He's developed the culture with this pitching. But he developed the culture with his pitching. Is that like all because he was in charge of putting people in charge who developed the players? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you got your pitching. Yeah. And he's made like good trade moves. I want to say like when he has made them, they have been good. Like the. I think he's limited to two good years. He's limited to two good signs a year <laughs> you know you had O and Holiday well, o and Davis trade. I guess the so Davis contract is a way overpay 
I mean, you probably had to bring him here in an overpay, but it's an overpay. Yeah. Um, and then last year, you had the or or, or uh, catcher signing. Lucroy. You had the Lucroy. Yeah, you had the Lucroy mm. trade and the Nishek trade. You gave Lucroy. You got Lucroy for literally nothing. Don't like you right. dare talk who about Pedro Gonzalez like that. Pedro Gonzalez. Who? Don't you dare talk about Pedro Gonzalez like that. Who is JD Hammer that we gave away for Pat Nishek? He is not even on the Phillies top thirty. Who is <laughs> Kevin Padlo? No, literally nobody knows who that guy is now. Just for like the guy who we got Marquez baseman. Who I'm is... legitimately going to fight you over Pedro Gonzalez. So. <laughs> okay, well, he's well, we were looking at the... the Rangers prospects list pretty quickly. The point is that he does those things pretty well. If, if we're going to give any credit to Bradish at all. Yeah. Well, and oh, I think we gave away Spangen... Spangenberger. Spangenberger. Not Spangenberger, Spangenberger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, One yeah. good season in uh, A-ball. Prospect, though. A first-base prospect, which... We, uh, I was, we were looking at the top uh, first base prospects for uh, 2018, um, the, and the the first uh, the first most bestest first base prospect was Ryan McMahon. Dope. He should play more, don't you guys think? Nah, I'm a fan of his. <laughs> Me too. I'm a McFan. <laughs> Awful. Of McDougal. McDougal fan. Um. So, are you really limited to two good moves a year? Is there a rule that we no. don't know about? Murphy should Don't be on move. this team. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Oh, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be designated for assignment or traded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you saw that like DH the team gave up. Specifically, Bud Black gave up on Tom Murphy, and there was yeah. like honestly, like at the time, it seemed like there was a good reason for it. I mean, like, he was, like, oh for his last 700000 at the plate. And then he gave up. His defense almost costed you a game in Milwaukee. It oh was, my like, you, when, you, when you saw, like, I like, I think we all remember this game. Because he, like, it, like yes. gave up, like, a, it was, like, catcher's interference or pass ball. It was something stupid. Mm-hmm. And you just knew. You were, like, yep. Tom Murphy will literally never be in a Rockies uniform. I remember the post-game thread. Everyone was just killing Murphy on that one. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys know how old Tom Murphy is? 27. He's 28. Okay. He'll be 29 at the start of next season, and he's had, what, 50 to 100 plate appearances in his career? I don't think he's in the Rockies uniform next year. Nope. Yeah, but DJ Johnson's uh, also 29, so. Okay, fair point. I don't think. (laughs) We're going to need that 40-man spot. Him and and, uh, other sub-favorite, Ramel Tapia, are in some I was just about to bring that guy up. Tapia's gone. So, for the record, guys, Raimel Tapia is out of major league op- minor league options now, which means that yep. if he is going to be on our roster, he's going to be on the 25-man. What do you guys think happens with Raimel Tapia? International slot money. <laughs> Isn't his defense still a huge liability? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he can't take I, reads. He bobbled that ball in center that year, right? I, yeah, I went to a couple Isotopes games when they were in town here to play the Storm Chasers, and he was playing center field both games that I went to, and woof. Oh, it was no. Bad. It was bad. Because Billy Burns is the center fielder for the Storm Chasers, oh, and say what you want about Billy Burns, he looks athletic and fun out good. there in the outfield, can't hit for anything. Oh. But I was watching in comparison with a good center field defender. If that's the other Not thing even, about... It was just bad. The other thing about Bud Black is... Charlie Blackman played center field 
all year. And yeah. he was like negative 29 DRS or something. And uh, <laughs> DJ LeMayhew batted second. All year. Almost. And even Fox Sports 1 was like, usually you have your, your best batter second, but... Yeah, Nolan Arenado never once... Has never once hit second. Oh, on this I team. love Nolan Ardonado in the two hole. That is, I'm, I like the extra at yeah. bat, but he just has no speed. But story there. Who cares about speed? speed doesn't I agree with story speed. at two. We were never going to get along. You care too little about strikeouts. Story at much two. About speed. Now Telling I can you. get behind story at Look two. Look at those twenty-seven steals, right? right? Yeah. Well, the and the strikeouts are cutting down. If that mm. continues, him in the two mm-hmm. two hole would be cool. That's Three against you, John. Bad <laughs> shit, man. Well, no, no, no. I That's still, fine. I still like Nolan in the in the two hole. Uh, regardless, I don't think stories is. Oh, but you don't think he's an MVP? No, I don't think he'll ever hit two ninety again. But Nolan? No, uh, no story. I don't think story's gonna hit two ninety mm-hmm. again. Really? Nolan okay. might not hit two ninety no. again. I can see I, that. That's okay. Like I, I think he's like a two sixty, two seventy hitter. But Nolan is your Ooh. your. He's got every. If you don't care about speed. If if you can set that aside, which uh, which I really don't care about speed all that much, he has everything you need. He's gonna hit for power. He is your single best bat in the lineup, no matter no matter what. Honestly, he's better than story. He's better than Blackman. He's gotta get more at bats than four hole. I think four hole is a little bit outdated. For the at bats, you're saying? Yeah, it's for the at bats. If you the more opportunities you can get for Nolan to hit in the game, better. Yeah. I wish that Dahl was this much better so that he could this be two hole. Maybe this much I better. Wish, I wish Dahl was this much better so he could be leadoff. Mm. I wish that um, Garrett Hampson could play center field. He might. Garrett he, we Hampson. We saw him. Future leadoff. Now, that's where, I do care, that's where I do care about speed is in center field, especially at Coors. Coors. Yeah, 29 um, feet per second sprint speed or bust. If you're below 29 feet per second... You're not going to be able to cover the ground you need to cover. Like, um, what was I looking at? Like, I was I was honestly curious about an Ian Desmond for center field um, no. until uh, no, he was actually rated reasonably well in the outfield. If you look at his uh, advanced stuff, he was not bad for the Rangers, but also the Rangers do not have a very big ballpark, so nope. he had less ground to cover, so he was getting the less balls. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so that was canceled. And basically, so you have a choice of, at this point, Rymel Tapia. You can see about David Dahl, but he's not super fast. Like, and you can... And he, there was some gaffes late in the season out there in the corners. That Cubs huh. game exemplified it. Yeah. Just proved myself wrong. No. I was looking up, um, Story versus Notto, um, like, being able to push the ball and stuff like that. Let me tell you, Story hit 406 oppo. Nolan did a lot more frequently, though. Well, Nolan got Nolan pitched hit. outside way more than ever this mm. year. Mm. Yeah, That's especially early in the season. Yep. Yeah, he hit a 318 average. Let's see. Um, Nolan had 110 oppo at bats, and Trevor 96. I think Forget that I don't know Nolan nothing. doesn't really get overshifted probably as much as Trevor does. Um, yeah. So Ooh. Trevor probably has a lot higher of a BABIP in, with uh, oppo stuff. Like hitting 400 oppo is not sustainable. Do you want to know <laughs> um, what button's under the caps lock key? Shift. 
What was with the shifts this year? God, the Brewers were always in the right place. There were a lot of like well hit. That balls was disgusting. And- that that just made me so mad. Like it was like we drill a ball and then like Mike Mistakis would have it and you he'd smirk at you and be like, ha ha, why didn't you pick me up at the deadline? Like you felt that. <laughs> How many people did the Brewers pick up at the deadline? You got Scope, Moose, Gio um, Gonzalez, Gio. There was like Joaquin another, Soraya. Yeah, Joaquin. Um, did they pick up Cedeno or was that uh, Philly? Yeah, Cedeno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went Our, shopping. And they've look been at shopping that, the entire time. Number and one really seed in the National League. I wonder uh, who you could model after in this upcoming season. Mr. They Reich. said they had like the least homegrown people of like any team. I think. Yeah, we had the most. Or no, Yankees had the most. We had the second most. We're so weird. The Yankees are the most. Damn Yankees. Damn Yankees. Um, no offense, Rockies. I know you're a Yankees. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> so second segment. Guys, it looked bad today. Go Red Sox. Boo. Oh. No, gross. <laughs> Ew. All right. So basically, second segment. Mud Black is responsible for many problems of this postseason. Agreed? Uh, He's, yes, but... I like how I made that like a binary. But you, at the end of the day, Breidich is who's responsible because if you handed, if you handed Bud Black a roster that had Justin Bohr instead of Ian Desmond, uh, AJ Pollock instead of... Uh, Carlos Gonzalez, um, Yasmani Grandal or Wilson Ramos over Chris Iannetta. Yes, please. He would play them. He would that play. Sure there's, like a- there's not a question about like Bud Black plays shitty players, excuse me, crappy players because they are what is given to him. I mean, he does have this, you know, veteran anti or veteran preference. But like, if you were to hand Bud Black good veterans, they will play, and you're going to win 97 games. Isn't there, like, some amount of, like, spine in you that says Pat Valeka is terrible at baseball this year and don't give him too many intangibles? Too many intangibles. Are there, like, enough intangibles that he has so many of them that he's finally tangible? (laughs) There's, like, enough dimensions it occupies. We're getting existential here. That's how I feel these days. I'm just going to go read some Sartre. Um, why don't we do a quick break, third segment, and then there is a future, there is 2019. What are we going to do? All right, we're going to wrap up this uh, podcast. Each person gets two points because that's the amount of runs the Rockies scored in NLDS. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. John. Uh, point number one, get a catcher who's not absolute dog. Please, for the love of God. I don't care if they can't hit if they're elite pitch framers. I care. Like, if Tony Walters was a better pitch framer, I would love him even more than I already do. But I, I want a real starting catcher. He was the worst. He was no, just no, no. not good. Yeah. I want, like, Tyler Flowers, Yasmani Grandal-esque pitch framing numbers with an okay bet. Uh, point number two of emphasis think you got to start to consolidate a little bit of your starting pitching talent. Not John Gray. But maybe look to move a couple of those guys 
with Tom Murphy and Raimel Tapia for some international money. Hmm. Who are your favorites to move, and why is it Jeff Hoffman? (laughs) John's hot take coming back to bite him like my Tom Murphy hot take. Yeah, you hit me where it hurts, Jeff. (laughs) Hit me where it hurts. I should have said Sunzatella. Oh, I missed the Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. If they get rid of Sensatella, I'm quitting. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Point, um, yes, point number two. I though. would look to move Jeff Hoffman because he has all the talent in the world and somebody's going to fall in love with it. Is that person you? That person's <laughs> going to be some other GM who will work it out. Yeah, for the, for the record, guys, we, uh, we recorded a podcast before the year even began and Jeff Hoffman or, and John's take for the season was that Hoffman would be up in like a month. As, and as, like, he, he would take someone's year. job. Oh, and right. would be the second pitcher for the entire year. Dang. I had uh, I had Murphy hitting 15 home runs, so. <laughs> but stories stolen bases. Um, Jake, <laughs> uh, give me give me two give me two points of emphasis. Well, I think I think it's time. I think the stats back it up. Blackman is not our center fielder anymore. Mm. I mean, he's he's got to move to one of the corners. His defensive metrics are just so bad, and you can't ignore them any longer. He's only getting older. What is he? Thirty? Is he thirty-two now? He'll be thirty-two next season when it's yeah. He'll be thirty-three so, by the end of the sentence. So, <laughs> yeah. So he needs to move to the corner. And my second take. Uh, it's tough because 92 wins was enough to win the division this year, and I don't expect it to be that low next season. No. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Braves, Brewers, Phillies are going to be better. D-backs, I expect them to be competitive. Who knows with the Nationals and the Cardinals and the Cubs. I mean, it's going to be tough next year, so this team needs to improve. We got It's got to improve at catcher, um, obviously first base, and – I'm someone who's all for keeping DJ. I want to re-sign DJ. So yeah, there's uh, my hot take. Boom, that's that a, is take. a hot take. I was so actually like a, that's messed up. I was gonna bring up second base. Ah, well, I'm interested <laughs> to hear what in? you gotta say. Um, so Jack. So, I actually, when you said that Arizona's gonna be good, I have a, a take that's separate to that. Okay. I think Arizona isn't gonna win 70 games. What? I they, don't think they had injuries, like, man. AJ Pollock. They don't. They lose AJ Pollock, Patrick Corbin, John Jay. They lose a lot of depth, but they lose two five-win players. And they won eighty-two. Did they go eighty-two and twenty or 80, 82 and twenty? Eighty-two and <laughs> wow. eighty-two. Yeah. There's no way they they get Taiwan Walker back, but they have to replace what's his name, uh, Patrick Corbin with. Some like, anyways, Shelby yeah. Miller. Anyways, um, yeah, Shelby Miller or something. Now, I think my first point is that I think you do definitely need to capitalize on making sure you can get to that point where you can compete with the Dodgers, and so you need to find a first baseman because it's the easiest area where you can turn negative replacement level performance to above average offense and I think going poking Philly and being like hey one of your 23 first basemen we would like Uh, just one of them just one please 
just please. <laughs> if it if it could be Reese Hoskins, that'd be awesome. But they never oh. do it. Um, <laughs> oh and I, I would hope it'd be Justin Moore. My second point is, I think that you need to let DJ walk. And I realize Ooh. that I'm going against Jake here, um, but I'd already premeditated it. Um, Pray for it. Hanson and McMahon. That's a bird. I think one of those two is good enough to get through this year. I don't think you should plan for Rodgers. He was mega garbage in AAA this year. And it was like injury marred. He's got another year. Yeah, yeah. He's got got another year. And then even then, I bet they don't pull him up until like May of 2020 at the – no, probably September call-ups at the earliest. But he won't be there. But I think that Hampson is showing up promise. And he would be the perfect – attention, Bud Black. He would be the perfect leadoff hitter candidate. Playing um, what position? Perfect. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you want to use him in center field, that's awesome. But I don't think that the... Uh, They're not going to do the, it. Bud Black and Brad are going to think that outside the box. So the who plays second base? second base? Hampson. Hampson plays second base. Or Ryan McMahon. You can play two of them. And then first base, I think you should find someone from the outside. But it would be great if you could go Ryan McMahon full-time. How and many people? First, how many I mean, teams have platoon second baseman? Platoon first baseman. Um, second baseman. No second platoon baseman. second. The Chicago? Cubs do it. Yeah. The Cubs. Yeah. That's what their acquisition of Daniel Murphy, right? Or do they have? Oh Murphy my God! I forgot about how terrible that was too. Yeah. Golden At least he didn't beat us. All right. Um, two points of emphasis. Um, look, I know that Bud Black has given us a lot to this team and he has done an excellent job with the pitchers and that's what you do is you do a great job with the pitchers. Um, but that is, that is one third of, of baseball to me. You have baseball, you have hitting and you have fielding and he's shown that he cannot make a lineup. We talked about it for two months straight in the beginning of the year, and then he reverted back to a way the lineup didn't work. He he can't tell people to go to better positions. He he tries to double switch and he can't. He makes all these really strange in-game things, and I, I know I'm probably the only one who's really thinking that Bud Black has done some terrible managing in the postseason. But if there was any way we could have Bud Black be pitching coach like person and then like Redmond step up and just be everything else offensive or maybe just bring in Jason Giambi to do like anything and have him construct like lineups or something I mean you I know British gave you nothing to work with but for God's sake there was a better way to optimize optimize it Mm -hmm. there was like every other team every other team had like this is our optimal lineup and this is what we're going with, and we'll make one change. And it took us months and months and sometimes weeks, and then we reverted back to things that didn't work. Well, so do you think a better or a different coach or manager avoids the sweep against Milwaukee? Um, I don't know because we couldn't hit, but <laughs> I think um, maybe you could have seen you could have put in McMahon a little earlier or something. You could have done a little bit better platooning. You could have not played Desmond. You could have put Blackman not in center, except that didn't really change anything. Right. You could have had the pinch runners be better optimized. You could have the double switches better. 
um, Owen have faced a lefty, um, Kirk would have bunted or something. There, there was a lot of things that were on Bud Black on this postseason, and usually the manager doesn't have that much of a say in a game. You know, usually you just the players play, and you put in this guy, and that's it. And one of the things that he did in that wild card game was double switching Blackman out very early in like the sixth inning. Yeah, and to me that acknowledges that he understood that Charlie was a liability on defense in a low scoring game, and yet he still ran him out to center for a hundred and fifty some odd games. Uh, yeah, if if you know something's wrong, you should try to do something. Like he can talk tough like when he needs to talk tough to the pitchers and what they need to do, but he just doesn't know how to talk to an offense and the offense wasn't talking. Um, I guess second point of emphasis, um, it's going to be weird. I think we should half dead money this year and half make a big free agent sign because we, if you're going to keep, if you're going to keep Nato, you have to say like, look, uh, Shaw didn't work. McGee didn't work. We didn't spend that much money last year. We don't have Reyes dead money. Let's go make a splash and get like a Pollock or something. Yeah, so our payroll as of the end of the season was $154 million. That includes dead money and players on the disabled list like Mike Dunn. Mm-hmm. Right now, before arbitration, and assuming we decline Par's $12 million option, we have $84 million committed. Now Nolan's going to make it. 20 of that. And then you're... John Gray's in his first year of arbitration, so he'll get a maybe two million. Tyler Anderson's in his first year of arbitration, so he'll maybe get two million. Uh, Chris Russin's in his second year, and he made a mil and a half last year, so it'll probably be around two million as well. So you're looking at rough estimate about thirty million dollars to play with this offseason, and you can sign a lot of good players for thirty million dollars. Or you could do any like bench stuff, you know. Like as much as I love having like our, our rookies able to play sometimes like McMahon and Hampson and maybe even Tapia if you could just add like one or two actual bench bats except I mean Parra was somehow great but you're not going to re-sign him for 12 million no and like like I said rough estimate we'll have like 30 million to play with this offseason and that'll buy you good players you could buy like a 17 million and two like seven millions or six yeah, it'll buy you. I don't think we need to sign any pitcher at all this offseason. No, even Adam, it's the offense. No, even even out of oh, that's the real question: is how much money would you give Ottavino? Zero. Ottavino really? is going to get the Brandon Morrow contract at the minimum. He's got the same kind of numbers that he had, the same longevity as he had. And the same injury his well, not the same injury history. Morals was Morrow literally Morals spent a month on the DL because he put his pants on wrong. That is not a <laughs> meme or a joke. That <laughs> actually happened. That's so, so sad that Brian two, Shaw is the reason we don't have Ottavino. Yeah, and and that sucks. And like you might be able to find someone to take the Shaw, like maybe like half the Shaw contract, dude. I don't even know. No. Uh, no. You're, yeah, you're. I mean, you're gonna have to straight up dump the Mike Dunn contract. I don't think Mike Dunn should be a Rocky. Um, this like he had a nine ERA and his peripherals are garbage. That dude, Dunn is done. <laughs> there you go. Um, Ian Desmond should be a backup. Um, yeah, but Otto, you don't want to pay. Ian Desmond should be Marlon. You don't want to pay Otto. There's, you know, 
Yeah, that would make sense. I don't. I don't want to pay Adam. There's if we didn't. If we weren't already paying McGee and Shaw, we were paying them mm-hmm. and Wade Davis. I'd be okay re-signing Adam Adovino, but we have four dead money players. You you got your Desmond, you got your McGee, you got your Shaw, you're done. All dead money. I mean, do you want to spend? Say so. All the rage last year was nine million dollar contracts for um, relievers. Let's say that bumps up to eleven million dollars a year this year. Do you want to spend thirty of your eleven million dollars on another reliever? Because I don't. I'm fine with. Almonte being out there, or Hoffman being out there, or Sensatella being out there, or Bettis being out there. Can we get O back? Having Russin, having Musgrave, you know, Wade Davis, Brian Shaw, Mike Dunn, Adam Onavina, or not Onavina, uh, <laughs> who's the one I was just saying we shouldn't resign. But you get my point. I don't think we should spend any money on pitching at all this winter. Zero money whatsoever to pitching. I agree that you probably Zero. don't need to. Yeah. Um, I'd it's, say five. It's or less. literally our strength. Our, the strength of the team is pitching. Everybody knows that. Don't spend any money there. It's perfectly fine. Catcher and first base, please. But and outfield. It would be really sad to see Adam Adovino gone. Yes, he's got to have a winery somewhere. You know, a Palisade Adovino. Yeah, that should be his uh, after baseball career passion. Yeah. Um. He said it'd be really cool to be with one team, and he's one of the few um, Rockies relievers who's really f- been solid. You know, I guess there's Fuentes and, and Corpus. And he's semi-homegrown. And he's got that awesome baseball facility. I mean, like, what happens if we don't have that baseball facility? <laughs> what happens? Yeah. <laughs> what happens does, this offseason? Does Manhattan I mean, I have down? a folder on my computer of the all of his filthiest pitches of the last two years. What am I going to do with that? Uh, just post it randomly. <laughs> yeah, definitely just post it anyway. Whenever you're feeling sad. You could be like the Hunley face guy who still posts Hunley's face. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Hunley face. Um, that's pretty much how I feel at the end of the season is Hunley face. <laughs> it was, while it was optimistic... It sure looked awful. It was a bit of It was beautiful. I mean, I wrote about it, but like, I I don't think that the that the point of the whole season is just the postseason. Like, right? There was, was a so great many season. times that you know I was just shocked into joy when the Rockies pulled off some massive BS. Like, I think the greatest moment um, for me this year was um, Zach. Um, JC and some of our friends of ours were out on a camping trip. And I kept, JC was the only one who had um, phone service. JC is by the nine. And we were down 0-2 to the Dodgers for like forever. This was in August. And I remember I saw like one runner got on base in the ninth. And then you had another. And so we flipped on the radio, right? And we went into our little tent and we just listened to Jack and you know, someone else got on and whatever, and then you heard Ryan McMahon step up to the plate. And I remember we were just sitting there, just taking balls, taking strikes. And then Jack's voice lit up. He was like, it's Drevin I! Quit going back! It's got... And you just felt the chills of the moment. You were like, there's no way we got shut out for nine innings. No, for eight innings and two outs. And Ryan McMahon pulls it back from the dead. 
Like it was just so unbelievably 2018 Rockies to be pushed up against the wall with nothing left. And then they fight back, you know, for the win. I don't know. There was just so much magic in this season, starting off with Nolan saying he's sick and tired of losing. It just, it, it was a fantastic season. No matter Team how fight. poorly it ended, it was awesome. Team had fight. Yeah. Maybe next season will be a little bit more boring with uh, less cover behind wins and more like we win the NL West. And not have to win every game down the stretch just to make Holy. the season. That was a hell of a run. Yeah, you know, Jesus. I went to I went to six games that week, and yeah. it always just they they fought. I mean, think of the highs and lows just that last two weeks. We had to win all those games just to make it, but then the low of losing to the Dodgers, but then the high of beating the Cubs in extra innings, to the low of getting swept. I mean, it, it's been a crazy last couple mm-hmm. weeks. I mean, that wasn't just a sweep either, though. It was like. I mean, you could be Indians fans who watch them, their team sleepwalk through the playoffs or sleepwalk through the season, not have a lot of exciting right. moments, mm-hmm. and then get swept in the right. playoffs. <laughs> we have more exciting moments, so we're better than Cleveland. <laughs> Yay! Yay! We win! Except they won the division title. But anyway, that does it for the Rockpile Talkpile uh, and the uh, 2018 Colorado Rockies season. Um, but 2019 is coming up. There's still plenty to be optimistic about. Be happy it happened. Yes, happy. <laughs> yes, happy. All right. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks to everybody for joining us. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. Thanks. thanks yeah. Jake. Thank you, Jake. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for all your highlights for the year too. <laughs> Anytime, guys. All right. All right.